The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Wednesday, July fifth edition. Hope everybody had a fun and safe July fourth. Maybe made a little DraftKings money and uh, is ready for the middle of our week. We have a three game early, twelve game main slate to attack. Um, let's take a quick look at the weather. We've been dodging bullets. It's that time of year where most of the rain usually stays away. We've got some hot hitting environments, but nothing too crazy. And skimming through the weather, there's slight chances of rain. Los Angeles, Minnesota, as the night goes on. Marlins, Marlins at Cardinals. We got a good 50 to 60 percent chances off and on there. Maybe that'll change as the night goes on. That would be nice if it did. A um, couple cheapy pitching options in that game that we could look to attack. Um, and then other than that, we're pretty much good to go, it looks like. Uh, wind isn't even that big of a factor unless that changes. All in all, decent weather day, but never check Kevin Roth and company for what they are looking at. As we look at the three-game early slate, you have Toronto at the Yankees, Estrada versus Pineda, Tampa Bay at Chicago, Blake Snell versus John Lackey, White Sox at Oakland. Pelfrey, Sonny Gray, your totals on those three games. You got a nine and a half in New York, waiting on the wind factor in Chicago, and then White Sox A's nine. So you got three totals. Two of them are out. They're nine or over. Tells you a lot of what you need to know today. Uh, In your Toronto, New York game, you got to start at 67, Pineda at 10-2, Tampa, Chicago, Snell 62, Lackey's 56, White Sox, Oakland, Pelfrey's 52, Gray's 9,000. Pineda and Gray are your two high-priced pitchers. Everything else is 67 or below. Um, Pineda's in a pretty good spot. As we know, Toronto's bats, they woke up against CC. Um, as a whole, they strike out almost 21% of the time versus uh, right-handed pitching. Pineda's 17th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled 2.4% of the time. But his K rate's down to 19.2%. bit concerning, especially for a guy over $10,000. Interesting matchup, uh, tough ballpark in a day game where the sun's going to be out, be a little warmer. 
small slate. I could see it. He could be the chalk. Um, I'm going to go towards Sonny Gray at 9,000. Then again, that could be the chalk because the price tag goes down. He's facing the White Sox offense that strikes in almost 23% of the time. First right-handed pitching. Gray striking out almost 23% of the batters he faces. Swinging strike rates up to 11.6. Ground ball rates up to 56%. He's pitching in a really, really nice ballpark in Oco Coliseum. Uh, the White Sox bats are hitting well. We saw him yesterday. You know, they got the job done. Um, they have the lowest total on the day slate of 4.04. Lefties 3.11. Righties are hitting 3.47 versus Sonny Gray, so keep that in mind. Um, but Gray's been getting it done as we get closer to him getting traded somewhere. So Gray at 9,000 is not a bad look at all for me. Um, if you're looking for your cheaper options, you know, you got Marcus, Marco Estrada, who's been getting just beat up of late. The fly balls have really caught up to him. Um, but he does say the Yankees team strikes out 22% of the time. He strikes out over 25% of the batters he faces. Just extreme fly ball guy in that ballpark is a scary, scary situation. Yankees have a team total of five. Lefties 283, righties 319 off Estrada. Um, definite gamble there. I'm looking more towards your Blake Snells of the world, which is also a gamble, but he's uh, tasting this Cubs team strikes out 21% of the time versus lefties. Um, Snell's walk rate is what kills him. He was pitching okay even in his last start, and the walk rate got to him. The Cubs, though, when you really look at it, their team total, well, we don't have one because they don't have a total on the game. But uh, lefties are hitting 291, righties 342, and we know the Cubs can hit. But at the same time, they have struggled as a whole of late. Their numbers look good. Their Woba, their ISO are good versus lefties, much better than righties. But as a whole, they've been quiet. So it's GPP only. You're not playing cash on a three-game slate. You're just crazy. Uh, you could. You can go Pineda Gray if you want because there's going to be some decent bats you could pick from because Yankees bats will be in play. Tampa, Chicago. You want Tampa for sure because um, Lackey just gives up so many long balls right now. It's not even funny. He's just been a disaster. Uh, and he's facing that uh, that Rays team that loves to hit the long ball. They do strike out a lot, which makes Lackey slightly intriguing, but... Lackey's got a hard hit rate over 37% and a home run to fly ball at 22.4%. And you're facing the Tampa Bay Rays. So you want those Rays bats versus Lackey. If you want to gamble on a GPP for the K upside with Lackey, you could. Maybe the Rays put out a bad lineup. But Lomo had the day off yesterday. He'll be back and clean up again. You got C-Dick, uh, Souza. Longo's actually got pretty good history off Lackey. He's got a few home runs off of him. It's It's got the recipe for disaster. You never know. Baseball happens. Look at Homer Bailey yesterday. That was just something else in Coors Field. But, uh, yeah, and then the A's against Mike Pelfrey. Pelfrey is the third worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, uh, getting barrel 5.13% of the time. Uh, he's walking almost 13% of the batters he faces, striking out less than 16% of the batters he faces. Uh, those A's bats definitely play. Yonder Alonso got it done for me yesterday. Look at K with the Chris Davis. Healy's been out with that bad back. Um, Matt Olson didn't play yesterday, which is kind of disappointing, but he's always cheap. He's in play. Uh, many guys throughout that lineup are good options. Matt Joyce leading off. Lots to like when it comes to um, the A's bats. So, like, you got Pineda and Gray up top. Gray's my top choice. You can put them both together if you want. Um, out of the cheapies, I guess you go Snell, Lackey for the K upside. But I see Lackey. I see all these low guys should get smoked. But uh, if you can make a lineup with Pineda and Gray, I'd do that. It, but just... Pineda's upside has just not been there lately, so that's, that's what's sketchy about it. And to win these short field GPPs, you got to be aggressive. So 
If you want to roll the dice with an Estrada or a Snell or a Lackey, I'd go that direction. Pelfrey's probably going to throw the best because I didn't recommend him, but I really like those A's bats. They've been crushing it in that ballpark, and uh, you saw it yesterday. I can see it again today, but that's your three-game early slate. Let's look, look at the totals for the 12-game evening slate, which is locked and loaded with all kinds of angles to attack. Your totals on the evening slate, we have Pirates at Phillies with a total of 9, Mets at Nationals 9, Potters at Indians 9.5, Giants Tigers at 10, waiting on the total of Houston and Atlanta as Musgrove is coming in on that one. Um, he wasn't originally scheduled as of yesterday, but he's coming in because Peacock got moved up. You got Boston at Texas at 11, Baltimore at Milwaukee 10.5, Anaheim at Minnesota, 10. Marlins, Cardinals, 9. Reds, Rockies, 11.5. In Coors Field, D-backs, Dodgers, 7.5. Royals, Marlins, or Royals, Mariners, 8.5. So your two late games, Dodgers game and Mariners game are 7.5, 8.5. Everything is 9 or above, and you have four totals of 10 or above that aren't in Coors. Coors makes five totals of 10 or above. This makes for some nice pivots off of Coors if you're into that kind of thing, which I am. So definitely something to look into. Now let's get into your pitchers on the 12-game slate. Your high-priced guy is Jacob DeGrom at 12300 bucks at the Washington Nationals. DeGrom has been pure filth when it comes to pitching of late. Uh, coming off a 39.4-point performance at Philly, part of that 31 at the Giants, 31 at home against Washington, 31.4 at home against Chicago. The guy has been amazing. He has been troublesome on the road. Eight home starts, um, you know, a 2.56 ERA on the road, 4.56 ERA and eight starts. Something to keep in mind there. But the last the way he's pitched of late, it's hard to really pay too much attention to that. Um, he's facing a Nats team that strikes out almost 20% of the time. So the K rate is not extreme, but you're looking at, at DeGrom, who is 11th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, only getting barreled 2.16% of the time, striking out almost 24% of the batters he's facing. Uh, overall, he's got a K rate of 29%. So when he's, he's been striking out fewer guys when he's been getting his 30 plus point games of late, which is pretty entertaining. Swinging strike rate over 14%, ground ball rate of 46 Hard contact continues to come down as he's been getting in his groove. It was pretty high earlier in the year. Tough matchup against Washington, though. There's no sugarcoating that. Uh, even against a guy like DeGrom, they have a team total of 4-5-1, which is not quite mid-pack, but it's creeping up. It's on the bottom half. But a 4-5-1 team total against DeGrom. Lefty's 286, righty's 302. We know the Nats have some extreme power. Um, I like DeGrom a lot. I like him almost any time he goes out there. The upside's tremendous with him. Just beware, the matchup is not ideal in, in Washington. Next up, Alex Wood, 11-6 at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. That Arizona Diamondbacks team that just got shut down by Clayton Kershaw, who was phenomenal. You got Wood coming off of three straight 26.5, 27-28.5-point performances. Sprinkling a 17-2, and then he got 28-3, That's every game he's pitched this year. His lowest is 17-2, 18-5. The rest are 20 or above. He's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, but the downside, like we always say with him, is pitch counts, you know, 95-ish. Depends on what, what he ends like the fifth or sixth inning at if he's around 90 or more, he's likely not to start the next inning. And that's the bugaboo that really kills you at a price tag like 
Makes for a great GPP play. I love the guy. He's facing an Arizona team that strikes out 24.6% of the time versus righties. He's an extreme favorite over a good pitcher in Zach Godley. He's a, he's a minus 220 favorite at the moment. Always subject to change. Last 30 days, 7th best on the barrel. Fib getting barreled 2.08% of the time. Striking out over 28% of the batters he's facing. Ground ball rate of 65.5%. Everything about Alex Wood is phenomenal. Uh, the D-backs have the lowest total on the board at 3.06. Lefties 272, righties 245. Uh, very bad Woba of 295 versus lefty and OK ISO of 156. So they have the power, as we know, with the D-backs. But they also, similar to the Rockies, when you leave Coors Light, they're not quite the same offensive juggernaut. Uh, great pitchers park in Chavez Ravine. Eileen Alex Wood over Jacob DeGrom for $700 cheaper. Um, for the matchup, the, the setting, the upside with the Ks, um, I have no problem with DeGrom. If you want to go there, zero problem with it. But I'm going Wood, number one, and just praying the pitch count holds off and he gives us at least six innings. It's a gamble because he could be out early if the pitch count gets out of control. We saw even Clayton Kershaw last night. Early on, the D-backs were working that pitch count. Uh, he grinded for seven innings, but he threw like 116 pitches or something. Well, those seven innings will turn into five or six with Wood with his pitch count. So that's something to think about. Um, but it's definitely a GPP gamble with Wood. So my top two guys, the guys over five digits, 10K range. I got Wood over DeGrom, but it's very, very close. I can't complain either way. As we drop below $10,000, I go to Jason Vargas, 9200 bucks at the Seattle Mariners. A little steep price tag for Vargas, but he's been hovering around there all year. Still has that 2-2-2 ERA coming off 22.2 point performance at home against the Mets. Uh, when it comes to Vargas, he's been good at home on the road. A little worse on the road, but you can't really complain too much about a 2-7-4 ERA on the road. Um, going up against a Mariners team that struggles against lefties. Uh, they strike out 19% of the time versus lefties, so the cap side's not huge. But Vargas only strikes out 18.3%. That's one reason why... Um, the price tag is tough for Vargas because the K's aren't completely there, but swinging strike rate is over 10.4%. Hard contact is extremely low, which you have to like. Um, facing a Seattle team, the team total of 4.43, which is low on this slate. Lefties are in 3.34. He's been dominating righties to a 2.55 average. Is that changeup? He's just been pinpointing it low and in, in on the hands. Really good stuff with Vargas. Uh, they have an average Woba of 3.10 and a very, very, very below ISO. Of 125 versus left-handed pitching to do the Mariners. They do struggle. They have their games once in a while. We've witnessed it. Nelly Cruz has great history against them. you got Segura, who's back, hitting very, very well. Uh, Mitch Hanniger can hit. Uh, like I said, lefties hit better against Vargas than righties. So you got Cano, who's just on fire, period. Um, then you, you never know. Seager can run into one. Zunino can run into one. There's options, but the way that he pitches versus righties kind of limits some things. There's upside because many won't pay up for that 9,200, in my opinion. Could be totally wrong. Uh, ownership's been really goofy lately. I love the ownership on the early slate yesterday. You had Lester at 41%, which surprised me. But everybody else was like 25 to 30. It was pretty evenly spread out between the main guys. And that makes for, for fun. Makes for a lot of fun. Um, so Vargas at 92, definitely in play tonight. Um when you go down to 8,700, you got Garrett Cole at the Philadelphia Phillies. I mentioned yesterday with Tyon, who was phenomenal. Only went like five or six innings, but he had nine Ks as he was just filthy against Philadelphia. And I mentioned Philadelphia is one of the worst teams in all of baseball. It's right in pitching in all the main categories. WRC+, Woba, ISO, K percentage, you name it. They are horrible 
against right-handed pitching. And you got Garrett Cole, who had a rough start against the Giants of all teams his last time out. Prior to that, at St. Louis, 21-3. At Milwaukee, 24-8. Colorado, 20.2. He's really had a good little groove of late. And um, like I said, going up against that Phillies team, which is really, really bad against righties. It is a nice pitcher's park in Philadelphia. There's no doubt about it. Um, Philly has a team total of 427. Lefties at 373. Righties 286 off Cole. The Phillies do have, you know, four, I'd say four, maybe five lefties. It's usually more of a righty lineup. But uh, 298 Woba, way below average, like I mentioned. Lots of good things on Cole's favor there. Uh, when you dig in a little more here, Philly strikes out almost 24% of the time versus righties. Cole's only got a 20% K rate, but we saw Tyon's wasn't a huge K rate. It's better than 20%. But you can mow these Phillies down if you got your good stuff. Uh, his walk percentage is low. Ground ball is almost 47%. Lots to like with Garrett Cole. He has shown the the ability to get blown up, which is scary. They like Those lefties in the line. Galvis, who I've been loving, batting second with a cheap tag. you got the rookie Williams, who's got powers, hasn't showcased it yet. So that's always an option. You never know when Odubel Herrera is going to wake up. Daniel Nava has been playing a lot more at the top of the order. There are weapons to be had in Philly. But as a whole, they are really, really bad. And Cole is a play tonight. Zach Godley, 8200 bucks at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, if you're not using Wood, Godley has been really, really good this year. 19.6 points against Seattle at home. At Colorado, 26.8. At Philadelphia against those Phillies who suck against righties, 22. At 20.6 at home against Milwaukee. So that's four straight good hitters parks. 14.7 at Pitt, 21.9 at Milwaukee. The guy just it goes on and on and on. He's been really, really good this year. Hasn't faced the Dodgers yet this year. That's something to keep in mind. But um, he actually has more DraftKings points per game at home than on the road. Godly, 19th best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days. Getting barreled 1.98% of the time. His walk rate's almost 11%, which is not good. K rate's almost 27%, which is outstanding. Facing a Dodgers team who we know hits righties really, really well. There's no sugarcoating that. They also strike out 23% of the time versus righties. And with that 14% swinging strike rate, 59% ground ball rate, there's some decent options with Godley in this matchup. As he should get low owned as everybody loves their Dodgers bats. Uh, so something to keep in mind there with Godley. And the Dodgers have one of the lower totals on the slate at 4-4-4. Lefties do it 334, but righties 288. Um, it's an interesting GPP play. $8,200 price tag with tremendous upside if you're not using Wood. He's worth a look in that matchup. Uh, as you go down some more, we've got uh, Trevor Bauer, 7,300 at home against the San Diego Padres. Uh, Kluber was great again last night, 30-plus point performance. My Kluber-Kershaw lineup was actually really, really impressive. It beat Tommy G's Thunderdome lineup by about 40 points. Um, so that's why if you had the bankroll, you can make all kinds of money because those higher, fucking, those higher pools... They just don't uh, don't have the same price point, boys and girls. It's just funny when they think they're gods and they just they just they aren't. Um, so at Bauer seventy three hundred at home against the San Diego Padres. Bauer's been really really good. Last ten games, averaging seventeen points. Last time out against Texas, six and a third, four hits, one earned, three Ks for nineteen point three. He's only got three and four Ks his last two starts, but prior to that, he was really striking guys out. At Minnesota, twenty seven six with eight Ks. Dodgers thirteen four with five Ks. Been really, really good of late. And he goes up against the San Diego team. That is a strikeout machine. Striking almost 26% of the time versus righties. And Bauer's got that same 25.7%, almost 26% K rate. 
Low walks, ground ball around 48%. Hard contact continues to slowly go down. It's still there. It's still a bit of a scare, but it is the Padres, and we'll take that gamble. They can run into one, but not as often as most teams. And the Padres have the second lowest total on the evening slate at 4.06. Lefties hitting 311, righties 324 off Bauer. Very, very bad Woba of 299 versus righties. Trevor Bauer makes for a very, very nice mid-price play. If he's not walking, guys, he could be dialed in for six-plus solid innings of high-K rate action at 7300 bucks. And your last guy at 7K or above, if you're looking for some massive GPP angle or a lower-priced option to get some bats in your lineup, because we do have Coors and company, and there's some, a lot of good bats to attack. You got Daniel Norris at 7K at home against the Giants. I know I mentioned him a lot. He struggles. He got minus 1.2 his last time out. 8.7 against Seattle, a team that struggles against lefties. Norris, he just walks too many guys. Prior to that Seattle start, though, 22.1 versus Tampa Bay, 17-3 at Boston, 16-7 against the Angels, scuffled against KC, and then 18-7 at Houston, 12-8 at Texas, which I'd take, and 10-8 at, at Anaheim. The upside is tremendous with him, and he's facing a Giants team that uh, they're not the biggest strikeout guys. They strike out 19% of the time versus lefties. Norris, 21% of the time. The hard the hard hit rate at 40.2% is terrifying. But when you look at the Giants, they have a team total of 454. It's almost middle of the pack. Uh, lefties, 348. Righties, 345. But a, a horrible 295 Woba versus lefties. The ISO is up to almost at around at least respectable 130. It's still pretty low. And that's because they've been on a good run for a couple weeks. So if you want to avoid him, you can. But as a whole, Norris has an interesting matchup with some tremendous upside if he can just limit the hard contact and not walk the world. Two big ifs, but I wanted to mention him at 7K. So you're, nine, you're 7 in the 9K range. I got Bauer number 1 at 7,300. Cole number 2 at 8,700. Godley number 3 at 82. Vargas number 4 at 92. Norris number 5 at 7K. And some quick punts for you below 7K. You got Mike Leak 6,400 versus Philadelphia. Leak's just a consistent worker B, as you could say. Um, averaging 14.4 points his last 10 games, 16.6 on a season. Coming off five, eight innings, five hits, one earned, four Ks at home against the Nationals for 23.2 points. He's just a consistent guy. Doesn't get lit up all that often. Always possible, but not all that often. Facing the Miami team that strikes out 20.4% of the time versus righties. Leak's not the biggest K guy, but... He's got a 17% K rate and an almost 57% ground ball rate and a very low hard contact rate of 29%. And the Marlins have one of the lower totals on the slate, the 1, 2, 3, 4, fifth lowest total on the slate at 427. So something to keep in mind there with Leak. Ariel Miranda, 5,900 at home against the Kansas City Royals. Miranda's been better of late. He's a young prospect that's slowly getting it done. Last time out at the Angels, seven shutout innings. For 25.4, struggled against Houston. That's respectable. And then 14.2 against the Tigers. He's 5,900 bucks with tremendous upside against a Kansas City team that, um, where's my Miranda boy at? Let's just look. I got there. Kansas City strikes out 19% of the time versus lefties. Miranda, 18.3% K rate. He has struggled with FIP the last 30 days. He's uh, 20th on the barrel FIP, the bottom side, getting barreled 5% of the time. Striking out only 14% of the batters he faces, so the K rate's down. But he's actually been better overall, getting good, you know, I don't know how he's been doing with that many barrels, but his numbers have been much better. 
Uh, overall in the season, uh, hard contact rate of only 28%. And he's facing a Royals team with the third lowest total on your evening slate at 4.07. Lefty's 299, righty's 302. Royals have a barely average Woba of 303 and an okay ISO of 156 versus lefties. Makes for an intriguing play in Seattle in a nice pitcher-friendly ballpark at only 5,900. In that St. Louis-Miami game, I'm looking at Edison Volquez, $5,800 against those Cardinals. Um, he's hit and miss. He's averaging 16.4 points his last 10. He had 16.5 at Milwaukee, 13-3 against the Cubs. Home road this year, and eight, he's at eight starts on both. He's uh, been slightly better at home, but a bit fantasy points-wise. But a better ERA and better overall on the road. Jeff, just a punt play. He'll be pretty low-owned, I would imagine. Uh, facing a St. Louis team, which strikes in almost 21% of the time. Volquez gets in trouble when he's walking too many. Decent ground ball rate. Um, and they have a total of 473. It's about middle of the pack. Lefty's 346. Righty's 319. So it's just a GPP punt if needed. And then a massive punt. Like if you want to get real weird, really, really weird. Luis Perdomo's 5K at Cleveland. We saw how... Um, what's his name? God damn it. Uh, Cahill came back last night, much better pitcher than Perdomo, don't get me wrong, but um, pitched very well against Cleveland, whose bats are hot and cold, but usually more hot than cold. But I do want to preface, um, these are his last starts, 10.6, 25.3, 11.5, 15.6, his last four starts, all double-digit performances, you're paying $5,000. Now, we know Perdomo can get crushed. That is not a question at all. That's Captain Obvious type stuff. Last 30 days, though, his barrel fips on the bottom 30 is number 23 overall, which has gone down quite a bit in reality. It was way higher. He's getting barreled 3.36% of the time, striking out almost 16%. Problem is he's walking 12.6%. Got to get the walks down, kids. But um, as a whole, you got Cleveland strikes out 20% of the time versus righties. Perdomo's got an insane ground ball rate of 65%. But Cleveland does have a total of 544. Lefty's 371. Righty's 335. It's risky. It's risky. I just want to mention at 5K, there is upside to get you double-digit points and allow you to get so many more bats in your lineup if you want to get really, really risky with things. If you don't want to get risky, don't use them. There's other options like I'm going to rank it Miranda 1, Volquez 2, Leak 3. Volquez and Leak are like 1A, 1B for me. And you got Perdomo as 4 down below. So you don't have to use them. It's just you're saving some money to go as cheap as you possibly can. So there's your pitchers up top. You got Wood over to Grom for me, but it's basically 1A, 1B. In the middle, Bauer, Cole, Godley, Vargas, Norris. Down below, Miranda, Volquez, Leak, Perdomo. I know it's a lot of pitchers, but you can mix and match. I'm just giving you options to make your lineups as different as you want with all pitchers with some upside or good GPP gambles. Now let's take a look at the bats, and we'll kick it off in the catcher's position. You got uh, your Avila and Vote are both facing lefties, so they might not even crack the lineup. Um, Evan Gaddis versus a lefty, though, and Garcia at 41. Gaddis does hit lefties extremely well. Buster Posey versus a lefty at 4K is in play. Both of those two are high-priced options if you're paying up. If you go down some, uh, Salvi Perez at 38 versus Miranda. Perez is having a great year. Good price tag there. Manny Pena at 37 versus Aquino. Aquino is making the spot start for... The Baltimore Orioles, he's a left-handed pitcher. Lefties and righties both hit him extremely well. I tried to find like a niche thing with him, but um, he's been worse on the road 
there's just not a lot of data on him at the moment. So you can look at it, but Pena should get the start. Thirty-seven hundred bucks in the middle of that Milwaukee order is definitely worth a look. Sandy Leone at thirty-seven versus Kashner. If you want to go there, if you're paying the same price, though, I just go Pena in my opinion. Or you go to Robinson Chirinos at 36 versus Fister. Always that homer upside. Andrew Knapp from the left side. Lefties do hit Cole well at 3,500. So you got some higher price catchers options here if you're looking at it. You know, you have Monty Grandal's 35 versus Godley. I wouldn't be personally picking on Godley, but we know Grandal can hit lefties well if needed. As you go down the list some more, you got the likes of uh, Tom Murphy. No, we're not going to go there. He hasn't been starting. You know, Jason Castro versus Bridwell at 3300 for Minnesota. If you want to go a little cheaper, um, Zunino versus Vargas, like I mentioned, 32, but Vargas is very good versus righties. Um, as you go down some more, like Tucker Barnhart versus Gray at 32, if he gets to start. One of the best options on the slate for me is James McCann of Detroit. He crushes lefties. He's facing Ty Block, who has limited hard contact more of late, but it's Ty Block. And James McCann has lefties really well. He's $3,100. Really good catcher's option. Right there. Matt Weeders, 31 if you're fading to Grom. Uh, Christian Vasquez, if Leon's not starting, Vasquez gets to start. He's 3K. Um, as you go down some more, Tony Walters is only 2900 for a Colorado bat in Coors against Feldman. That's not bad at all if you want to go that direction. and definitely get behind that. Um, other than that, you know, John Hicks got sent down to the minors, so that goes that option for Detroit. So McCann's your guy right there. Uh, for Renee Rivera gets to start. He's 27 versus Rourke. Rourke's been horrible. Rivera just continues to hit really, really well. Homer his last time out. So he's an option as a cheaper guy. Uh, we'll have to check the lineups to see what other cheap options came up. As there were some yesterday, we'll take an eye on him again today. Over to first base, Votto in Coors versus Ryan Guy. I know John Gray pitched really well in his first start back. Uh, he's been okay in Coors. He's better on the road. Uh, Votto at 54 is always in play. If you're fading Alex Wood, Goldie's 52, which if you want to, go for it. It's not on my list. Cody Bellinger versus Godley at 49 is an intriguing play. Again, I said I'm not purposely fading Godley, but it's not a bad play at 4900 bucks. Encarnacion, 47. Napoli, 45 versus Fister. He's, got, he's taken Fister deep a couple of times in his career. He's hitting a lot better. As you can tell, his price tag's up to 4500 I keep telling you he's hitting better. He had 18 more points last night. He's got... Uh, 7.6 averages last 10. His last few games, 18, 14, 14, 16, 11. Uh, it's five straight double-digit games for Napoli. The party has been at Napoli of late. Uh, Freddie Freeman is back. He's playing third base. He's still only first base eligible on DraftKings because, you know, it takes a while for them to get their stuff together. But he's 4,500 versus Musgrove. Uh, that's a pretty solid price tag for, um, for Freddie. I know you might want to see him. He's only been back one game now. He only had a couple rehab starts. You never know how long it's going to take him to get loose again. But Freddie at 45 in a good matchup. I uh, mentioned how lefties hit Perdomo really, really well. Lefties and righties. That's why Edwin at 47 is okay. Carlos Santana at 44 has really nice upside as well. Brandon Belt's been hitting lefties pretty well. And if Norris doesn't go deep, you get a horrible Detroit bullpen. So if you want to be different, you can go with Brandon Belt at 43. Eric Thames facing Aquino, the lefty. Thames has hit lefties really well also. So like Belt and Thames, Thames obviously has more power upside than Belt, but um, people look lefty-lefty and walk away. They both hit lefties well, so there's upside at 4,300 on both of them. Uh, Hanley Ramirez is really swinging a decent bat the last you know 
He's averaging 11.2 his last 10 games. He had 12 points yesterday, three the game before when I really liked him. But then 26, 13, 12, 18, he's been streaking really well. He's got Andrew Kashner in Texas, always a good hitting environment in the summertime. He's 4,300. As always, first base is loaded, guys. You've really just got to put your line in the sand and decide who you're going to battle with. You got Lucas Duda for the Mets. The Mets are an extremely good play today. Tanner Work has been so, so bad. And um, the Mets uh, facing Work, lefties 312, righties 285. But those numbers, I'm surprised, aren't even higher, as bad as he's been lately. So Duda 42 is a good play. Justin Bohr 41 versus Leak. If you're going there, Leak doesn't get lit up too often, but Bohr's got that power to do so. Um, as you go down some more. You know, Mitch Moreland versus Andrew Kasher at only 3,900. has a really nice upside. Carpenter versus Volk has at 38. Both some pretty decent upside there. If you want your GPP Dong, first base, third base eligible, Joey Gallo is only 3,800 bucks. So if you're paying up for pitching, you know, you go below 4K for your first baseman. There's still some power upside. And one that stands out, which is just lunacy. He was 4,900 bucks yesterday against Homer Bailey. He's 3,800 against Scott Feldman is Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds, tremendous power upside, and on the season has hit righties much better than he's hit lefties. He's in Coors Field. It shouldn't matter if it's righty or lefty in Coors. There's no reason for 3800 bucks. Mark Reynolds should be chalkier than chalk at first base, and he most people don't scroll that deep, so you never even know if they'll see him. But 3800 bucks for Mark Reynolds is really, really insane pricing. Matt Adams at first base at 38 with the power upside versus Musgrove is very intriguing in that ballpark. We love the lefties in SunTrust, and Adams against Musgrove is a really good matchup there. Josh Bell has some power in a hitter-friendly park in Philly facing Blake Lively. He's $3,700. Um, definite upside with Bell. Uh, the average isn't there, but the power is there when you're looking at um, Pittsburgh. A decent team total. Lefties 354, righties 331 off Lively. So it could be Lively for the Pirates today. Sorry, I had to do it. I just had to. Um, when you do solo podcasts, just you got to be stupid once in a while. Trey Mancini against Garza at 35 in that ballpark has uh, got some homer upside. As we know, Garza has the potential to get beaten up. Baltimore's bats have been horrible. Just horrible. Really, really bad. But Mancini does hit have a lot of power versus right-handed pitching. Yuli Gurriel was my, one of my... My punts in my Kershaw, um, Kershaw and Kluber lineup put a 23-point game together last night. His last three games, he didn't homer last night. He homered his prior two. But his last three games, he has three hits in all three of those games. 23, 28, 28 DraftKings points. He had a zero, then he had 12, 3, 16, and then eight before some zeros. He is on fire right now going up against Jaime Garcia at 3500 bucks, there's a lot of upside. I know he doesn't at the top of the order, but the way they were, they smoked Newcomb. They should, should, quote-unquote, smoke Garcia. And the way you'd be different, like I always tell you, is you do different parts of the stack. I had a Guriel-Bregman stack. They both got me 20-plus points. Our Bregman got close to 20. Um, and they're cheap. So you get cheap parts of a stack, and it gets very interesting. So 3500 for Guriel is definitely worth a look. As you go down a little more, um, if Lynn gets to start at 33, if you want to fade DeGrom, you can. Jose Martinez, 3K versus Volk has power upside, but he's been slumping. You got Albert Pujols and Louis Valbuena, both power potentials versus Santana. Depends on what Santana shows up. They're both 29. Pujols, if you haven't seen it, go to the Around the Bases pod handle. Around Bases pod. Absolute moonshot. Absolute crushed one yesterday. Go check that out. 
Uh, Luke Voigt, if you want a really cheap option, 27 with some power upside for the Cardinals versus Volquez. But I'd go up to that 3,500 range. There's some good stuff to like there um, at first base. When you head over to second base, uh, more of the same as the usual suspects are up top. Led by Jose Ramirez, 5K versus Perdomo. That's a great play. Jose Altuve had a huge night last night. He loves facing lefties and righties, but especially lefties. Put together 32 points last night. Three for five, two runs, double homer, four ribbies. Um, he, he almost had two homers. He had three points the night before, but then 14, 12, 9, 26, 9, 9. Altuve's been producing, folks, as expected. 5K versus Garcia. Daniel Murphy's 48 versus DeGrom if you're fading DeGrom. Murphy loves facing the Mets. Uh, I saw something. He's batting like 400 or something versus his former team. It's just crazy. Uh, I got Scooter Jeanette, who went deep yesterday. He's in Coors at 47 with that power upside. Mentioned how lefties are hitting Vargas really well. Cano's hitting lefties and righties really well. He's 46, which makes for an interesting play. That's because people will see lefty, lefty, and run. Dustin Pedroia. I usually don't want to pay this high for a guy that doesn't hit a lot of home runs. Only two on the season. But he's averaging 10.5 points his last 10 games. He had five yesterday, but then 19, 23, 11, 15, 4, 17, 8. Swinging a good, good stick. He's 44 versus Kastner. Usually goes overlooked in those Boston stacks. Uh, as you go down some more, you know, you got like uh, Switch Hit and Johnny VR versus Aquino. I prefer Johnny versus lefties, but uh, versus righties, I mean, like, I like him from the left side. But uh, Aquino might not go deep, so there's upside there if you want to fade. I'd uh, go Scope at 42 versus guards of the power upside, as you saw yesterday. Tons of power with Scope at 4200 bucks. Uh, DeJong at 41. LeMayhew and Coors at 41. You got the day off yesterday. Whip Merrifield against Miranda at 4K. Merrifield had a good game last night. Went deep. And a couple other hits, I believe. You got Rubio Dor. 3,900 for his fister is phenomenal. Just like I liked him on Monday. Really, really good spot for Rugi again today. Um, and he's got he's got really good success against Fister. So if you're into that kind of thing, Rugi at 39 has a lot of upside in that matchup. As we go on... Uh, you got Ian Kinsler against Block at 38. That is just criminally too cheap for a guy like Kinsler who's swinging a really good stick and against a matchup like Block. Uh, $3,800, really, really nice there. Kipnis at 37. He's been slumping, but tremendous upside versus a guy like Perdomo at 37. We'll go down some more. D. Gordon, 36. Sogard, 36. But Sogard's facing a lefty, so he might even be in the lineup. Uh, you go down some more. I believe he's a switch hitter. Let me double check. Yeah, Andrew Romine's a switch hitter. If he cracks the lineup, he's 3,300 against Block uh, for a kind of punt potential. One play I like, I pitched him yesterday. I liked him versus a lefty versus then a righty. I'd say that for a fact. But Jose Peraza, he was 3,300 yesterday. couple hits, went deep for 19 points. He was on the all-punt team Kluber-Kershaw combo. Um, a guy in course at 33, I don't care what the matchup is really. Uh, that's tremendous upside there. It's not ideal. Like, there's some other guys I'd probably go to just because Peraza, it's a first variety. But you might get Colorado Penn, who's been decent. You never know what you're going to get. But 3300 bucks for a Coors guy you know is going to be in the lineup that can steal bases and stuff, good option there. Uh, Brandon Phillips, 33 versus Musgrove's okay. Jose Perella swinging a good bat if you're not using Bauer. Bauer does give up a lot of loud contact. I love him for his K upside and his price tag. Um, this isn't Corey Kluber, though. He's shown a couple games to be similar to a Corey Kluber, but he's not a Corey Kluber. So Perella at uh, 3,200 has some nice upside. As you go down some more, um, 
you know, if you want to punt, to say Danny Santana makes the lineup for the Braves. He's 32 versus Musgrove. Um, good upside there. You got Taylor Motter, who hasn't been playing much at all lately. He's 3K. Uh, Adrianza made the lineup last night. Uh, yesterday in my day slate, one that won some decent cash. He got seven points. I mentioned him as a punt when he made the lineup. He was 2,500 yesterday. His last few starts, he doesn't play a lot. Like, literally, before yesterday, I hadn't played since the 21st due to being sent down and everything else. And being on the DL, he got activated from the DL on the 3rd. So he's on the DL. Prior to that, though, 20 points, 2 points, 12 points. You don't know what you're going to get, but he's always cheap. He's 2,700 versus a guy like Bridwell. So the upside isn't bad. He's second base shortstop eligible. If he cracks the lineup, you know, definite zeros are possible. But there is upside in a game where Minnesota should put up some runs. They are a uh, team total of 541, which is one of the higher ones on the slate. Lefty's 441, righty's 363. Adrianza is a switch hitter. So uh, definitely something to look at with Ari if you need to punt. But he's got to be in the lineup, obviously. Um, as you go down some more, you know, if Greg Garcia cracks the lineup, he went deep yesterday. He's a left handed bat. Second base, third base, eligible about 25 for St. Louis. Um, as a potential punt play. Uh, Max Moroff, if he makes the lineup for Pittsburgh, he plays every once in a blue moon, but he's 2,400, second base shortstop eligible. He's got upside in that matchup. One that really surprises me, and unless I'm missing something, I know he's struggling. Um, he's out of the lineup. He's only got two hits in his last 24 at-bats. His season average is a buck 64. All horrible things. He's got power upside, though. I'm going to throw that out there. There's power upside, but he's really, really bad. His last 10 games, well, he was on a little bit of a streak there before his last, like, three or four games. But for $2,000, you can get Danny Espinosa versus Urban Santana. This is not me saying run out and play Danny Espinosa as a punt, but there aren't many $2,000 punts that have power upside like Danny Espinosa. That's all I wanted to say. So if you really want to gamble, Espinosa at 2K is as gambly as you can get, but they're, even if he gets you a, a base hit and a run score, that's five points or something. You're happy as a clam, but he's got that potential to run into one. Just keep that in mind. Going over to third base, Arenado 5,200 versus Feldman is definitely in play. Mention Jose Ramirez at 5k, which I love. Miggy Sano at 4,700 versus Bidwell, Bridwell. Not a bad look there. Uh, Travis Shaw facing the lefty. We'll have to see if he even cracks the lineup as they tend to limit those, matchups with him justin turner 45 went deep yesterday that guy's just on fire mashing lefties as i said yesterday and he hits righties really well if you're fading godly which i've told you i'm not intending to do just the dodgers always they look good their offense is great he's 45 you got mustakas at 44 went deep yesterday he's facing the lefty miranda he's been okay against lefties this year not like great great but he's been pretty good so 4400 if you want to go there where many won't um it's not my top option by any means, but I'm just saying he's an option. Yeah, Nick Castellanos at 4,100 versus Block is really good. Detroit's in a great spot again today. Uh, they didn't, did, they kind of disappointed yesterday to say the least, but they're definitely in a good spot again. Uh, Beltre at 41, definitely in play, definitely in play um, versus Fister as he's been swinging a really good bat. He continues to get healthy. Uh, Hernan Perez versus the lefty Aquino at 4K. I haven't been using him a lot lately. He's been super inconsistent, but could be in a good matchup against the lefty Aquino. He's third base outfield eligible for Milwaukee at 4K. As you go down some more, uh, Devin Marrero, I told you yesterday, the price tag keeps growing. He's 3,800. 
He had a goose egg yesterday, but he didn't even start. He went 0 for 1 on a pinch hit. But he's averaging 8.5 points his last 10 games for Boston. Hitting towards the bottom of the order. He's you know had a really rough start to the year. He's still not in the great, great, but he's 3,800 bucks against a guy like Kashner. Could be interesting. At the same time, you had Joey Gallo at 38. You got Eugenio Suarez and Coors against Gray at 38. Both have much more upside than Marrero, but still, Marrero could be a part of a nice Boston night, so you never know. Kyle Seeger, 37 versus Vargas, not bad. Uh, Josh Harrison, 37 versus Lively with some upside. Machado continues to struggle. He's only 3,500, though, facing a guy like Matt Garza. I'm not telling you to run out and play Machado, but there's so much upside with him. Like, the guy... If you believe in BABIP luck and unluck, which you should, it's, there's validity to it. His BABIP's horrible. Like, he's just the, – the the positive, you know, come up, regression, whatever you want to call it, he should be getting some good – second half should be nice for Matty Machado. So, 3500 bucks, tremendous upside at that price if you want to, you know, gamble in a GPP. Martin Prado, 33 versus Leak for a cheaper option there. Dietrich, who I mentioned every day, they just don't play him enough. He's 32. He's always cheap with upside in a lot of these matchups. They just don't frickin' play him. Thanks, Donnie Baseball, you cuck. Um, you got uh, Freese at 3K. I wouldn't go there. I mentioned Louis Valbueno at 29 for the power upside. Uh, you got Jaeguan Huang of the Giants. He's been playing third base. He's facing that lefty in Norris, and he's 2600 bucks. There is upside. He has a home run in a short time, averaging 6.2 points in a short time. Um, he's gotten points every game, 2, 6, 5, 2, 16 in his, uh, his five games he's played. And he's facing a lefty, so definitely worth a look at 26 if you need to punt and you want to punt third base for some reason. But if you do, he's definitely worth a look. And sometimes punting third base makes you way different than others unless you load up in other positions. You don't always have to go by the quote-unquote textbook. Um, and then one last one, I doubt he play, oh, he won't play with Freddie Freeman back. Never mind. Going over to shortstop, Carlos Correa, 52. He left the game yesterday after sliding head first, getting hit in the face. They say it's his hand. Who knows what it really is? I haven't seen anything official this morning. But he's 5,200 versus Garcia, which would be phenomenal if he's in the lineup. But if not, that sucks. Corey Seager at 48 versus Godley, not bad at all. Um, Simmons 44, Andres 44 versus Fister. I like quite a bit. Xander Bogarts is back at 44, but I'm not running to play him, but he's back if you need him. You got Cozart and Coors at 43. Chris Owings versus Wood, the lefty. Owings has hit lefties really well. He's 4,200 if you want to be contrarian. Lindor 4,100 versus Perdomo is very solid. Like that quite a bit. Gene Segura versus Vargas at 41. Not shabby. Going out some more, Orlando, Orlando Arcia versus the lefty Aquino at $3,800. bucks. be nice to be higher up in the order, but he's been swinging a hot bat. If you want to be different, Arcia at 38 is not bad at all. Uh, Jordy Mercer, I mentioned how he's much better against righties. He's only 36 versus Lively, so there's a good upside right there. Say Pat Vileka cracks the lineup for the Rockies. He's only 35 versus Colorado's, I mean, versus Feldman, so keep an eye out on that. That's a cheaper Coors option there. As Drupal Cabrera. I don't understand this price tag at all. He's only thirty five hundred bucks versus Tanner Roark. That is outstanding. Outstanding. That is really, really good. Averaging almost nine points his last ten games. Thirty five hundred for a dribble's great. Freddie Gallows, our boy, he's up to thirty four hundred. He's in a good matchup versus Cole. So I like both those options if you don't want to pay up. Cabrera Galvis, both good. Polanco for Minnesota at thirty three is not bad either for the power upside. Another guy I like, I don't understand. Wow, they're going to price 
the Mets to make me need to stack them a lot or spread them out throughout my lineups, maybe just mini stacks all over the place. Because I think Rourke's hot garbage. If he pitches great tonight, I might lose all my money tonight, but that's fine because I'll go with what's working. But, uh, yeah, Jose Reyes, he's 3200 bucks. He's third-base shortstop eligible. He went deep yesterday for 14 points, averaging 7.6 his last 10. I've been mentioning him lately. Hit 14 yesterday, 6-0, 12-12-2-15. Uh, 5-0-10. That's his last 10 games. A lot of double-digit performances there. And he's going against it's Rourke uh, for 32. I will definitely be looking at that. Good good past history against Rourke as well. Damn. Sui Lin. I might have mispronounced that. Probably did. He's up to 3K. Red Sox shortstop. He's been swinging it a little better of late. He was so cheap lately. He had 20 points yesterday. Averaging 6.2 his last 10. 26 and 18 his last 3. He's up to 3K if you want a cheaper option. He's not bad at all. Really not. Jose Iglesias usually bats ninth, but that makes for a nice wraparound stack in Detroit. He's uh, facing Ty Block. He's only 2900 bucks for a cheaper shortstop there. Not bad. Alexi Amarista let me down yesterday. Only got three points. He's outfield shortstop eligible. He's a Coors bat at 2900 If he makes the lineup, it's super cheap versus Feldman in Coors Field. Dansby Swanson, 28, with some upside, if you want to go that direction. I mentioned Adrianza at 27, who I do like as a punt if he's in the lineup. A lot of these guys, 3K and below, are decent. Our boy, JT Riddle, is only 2,500. He produced again yesterday, getting us uh, 10 more points, averaging 5.2 his last 10. Give me five every game at your $2,500 price tag. I will be content. I'd like the 10s. The 10s outstanding. That puts you to that next level, but I'll be content. You got Brandon Crawford, who actually gets lefties better than righties lately. He's 2,400. He had a two-run homer yesterday out of nowhere. He's been slumping really badly, like I said yesterday, really, really badly. That's why the price tag's so low. But he's 2,400 with upside versus Daniel Norris. If you really want to punt with upside, it's kind of like I said with Valbuena at 2K. He's got that power upside most punts don't have. Harper at 2,400. You don't find many 2,400 guys with power upside like that. So it's the gamble you take if you're looking for homers to win money. Let's go to the outfield and wrap it up. You got Mookie Betts at 56 and in a great spot against Kashner. Like that a ton. Betts has been on fire. Blackman versus Feldman at 55 is outstanding. Love that play. Bryce Harper, 53 against DeGrom. He actually has a really good history against DeGrom. Duval at 51 is definitely in play. Bellinger at 49. Springer at 49 against Garcia is great. If you're not paying up, up, and you want to go down to Springer, I have zero problem with that at all. Jeanette, 47, Hamilton, 46, and Coors, both intriguing. Curtis Granderson's day-to-day, I hope to God he's back in the lineup. Good history versus Tanner Roark. He's 4600 bucks, and he's leading off. I would love that play, but he's been banged up, so it's something to keep an eye on. And I believe it was his uh, – it's his hip. Okay, I was hoping it wasn't his back and it wasn't. It was his hip. Um, as you go down some more, you got Rick Ryan Braun versus the lefty Aquino at 45. He had the day off yesterday against the lefty. Braun is almost automatic. That's a great play. Uh, McCutcheon double dong yesterday cost me the big payday yesterday. Still did well, but his double dong killed me. It took me out of the top spots. He's 4,500, and he has just been on fire. 11.1 on average his last 10 games. He was the player of the month in June for the National League. Uh, McCutcheon, 4,500. Definitely in play in that ballpark for his lively. Like, I'd have no problem with a Granderson, Braun McCutcheon, or Springer, Braun McCutcheon. Those would be outstanding outfields if you can afford it. Nelly Cruz versus a lefty at 44 is intriguing. I mentioned Belt at 43. Brantley and Chisenhall at 43 versus Perdomo, two left-handed bats. I'd go Chisenhall over Brantley, but you can't go wrong either way. Thames at 43 is intriguing. 
No doubt about that. Uh, Josh Reddick at 43 versus a lefty, but still not horrible. J.D. Martinez is only 4200 bucks versus tie block. These t- Mets and Tigers prices, guys. Mets and Tigers, both phenomenal matchups. If they let you down, they let you down. But the price tags on the Mets and the Tigers are just lunacy. J.D. Martinez at 42 is outstanding play. Domingo Santana, some power upside against Aquino at 42 if you want to go with some lower ownership. Ben Benintendi, he'll be high-owned today because he just blew up yesterday. Five for five, four runs, a double, two homers, six RBIs for 51 DraftKings points for Ben Benintendi. He's only 4,200 versus Andrew Kashner. So he'll be in play. He's a great play. He'll be chalky. Ramel Tapia for the Rockies at 4,200. A price tag continues to climb. As he continues to rake, he had eight points last night, 9.4 on average his last 10. He's in Coors, averages up to 313. He's usually batting like second lately in that lineup. Uh, against Feldman at 42, really good looking play there. Uh, Sensu Chu, really good history versus Fister. He's 4,100, leading off against the righties in that ballpark. Not a bad play at all. Got off there at 41. Jay Bruce went deep yesterday. He's only 41 versus Tanner Rourke, which I absolutely love. And I also love Justin Upton at 4K versus Ty Block. Upton had a huge game yesterday, and he's in an even better spot today against Ty Block. Max Kepler versus Bridwell at 4K is outstanding. The power upside against Bridwell is very, very good, averaging almost nine points his last 10 games. Kepler at 4K is in play. You got Stanton and Yellick both at 4K versus Leak. Uh, Yellick's earning that price tag right now, crushing the baseball. Like him a ton. Mentioned Hernan Perez could be worth a gamble at 4K. Nomar Mazar at 4K versus Fister is very, very nice. I uh, got Jock Jams at 4K versus Godley for the home run upside. Rosario at 39 for home run upside. Marcelo Zuna, tons and tons and tons and tons of power versus lefties and righties. He's 3,900. Carlos Gomez uh, saw a stat where he's just crushing it at home. He's okay on the road. He's 3,900 bucks versus Fister. Nice power upside for below 4K right there. Low Kane hits lefties well. He's 39 versus Miranda. Manny Margot, he is heating up since coming off the DL. Averaging 9.5 points his last 10. Got shut down by Fister, but prior to that, 21, 27, 17, 24. Just took him a couple days to get his feet wet off the DL, and he's been crushing it. He usually leads off for San Diego. He's 3800 bucks versus Bauer if you're looking for some one-off potentials for cheap. Gritchick power potential at 3800 Ben Gamble at 38. Adam Fraser leading off at 38 versus Lively. He's not horrible. AJ Pollock is back. He's facing the lefty Wood. He's 3,800 bucks. He has a couple homers in his career off of Wood. Shebler went deep yesterday. He's in Coors versus Gray at 38. Tons of power upside there. And Ciarte leading off versus Musgrove at 38. So you go down some more. You got Robbie Grossman, who I love. He led off yesterday at 35. He's 36 today versus Bridwell. 12 points last yesterday. Uh, Grossman just gets on base. The power is not always there, but great on base guy. Scores runs. If he's hitting towards the top of that order somewhere, very decent look at 3,600. Same with Daniel Nava. He's been playing well of late, getting regular playing time. Uh, not lighting the world on fire, but he's got these 3,600. Uh, didn't start yesterday. Probably at 7 points, 13 points. There's upside. It's, uh, 3-0, but then 5-9-10. Upside with Nava at 36. Gregory Polanco, 36. Again, with that upside, some decent gambles here in the mid-three range. Trey Mancini, 35. Mitch Hanniger, 35. Both interesting plays. 
Um, go down some more. Matt Kemp's only 3,500 with some upside versus Musgrove. Bradley Zimmer, another guy on team punt yesterday. He's up to 34 today, had eight points last night, hitting ninth in that order, but he's got the power speed combo. He was still a base yesterday. There's an upside there with Zimmer at 34. Seth Smith leading off for Baltimore against Garza at 34 is intriguing. Uh, Joey Ricker's been seeing a lot of playing time lately with some banged up players. He had 10 more points yesterday. Not the best. I'd probably go Seth Smith over Rickard, but thanks for an interesting GPP play. So we go down some more. Cargo and Coors at 34. Only time you'll play him is in Coors. He's 34 in a good matchup. So can't complain there. Um, Adam Jones, good history versus Garza. He's 3,300. Power upside. As you go down some more, Jorge Bonifacio versus the lefty Miranda at 3,300. Is definitely worth a look for a cheaper option. Nick Marcakis, 32. Nice little game last night. He's a 10-pointer last night. He's 3,200 versus Musgrove, so another intriguing option for a cheap option with Marcakis. Don't mind that at all. Jake Marisnik cracks the lineup. He's a right-handed bat at 3,200 versus Garcia. As you go down some more, Keon Broxton's been struggling a lot, but he's only 3,100 versus Aquino with some upside. Don't completely hate that play. Nick Williams, the lefty bat rookie from Philadelphia versus Cole at 31. Brian Goodwin at 31 versus DeGrom. Not purposely trying to fade him, but you got Mikey Motok, 3K versus Ty Block. That's a very nice play if he cracks the lineup for a cheaper option value play. Corey Spangenberg, a value play, 3K versus Bauer. We like his left-handed bat versus uh, righties. He's third base outfield eligible at $3,000. So some decent, I'd say like 3,300 below, even 3,500 below options here. If you need to punt, I played Cole Calhoun yesterday. He's 3K versus Santana. He went deep yesterday. Always upside in the top of that order. Not having the best of years. But there is an upside with Calhoun. He's $3,000. As you go down some more, uh, Jorge Soler facing the lefty Miranda at 3K with some power upside. Crushing it in the minors when he got demoted. He's back up. Maybe he runs into one today at 3K. Definite power upside there, which I love with my punts. If Brandon Nemo cracks the lineup, he's been leading off with Curtis Granderson out. He's 2800 $2, for the Mets. Nine points yesterday. Uh, he's not like a world beater by any means, but he's an option at 2800 bucks. As you go down some more, not too much more to uh, fall in love with here. You got Odubel Herrera, 25 versus Cole. Say Austin Slater cracks the lineup for the Giants. His right-handed bat does have some power in it. He's got three homers in a short time. He's hitting 308 for the Giants, 13 ribbies. He's uh, only played in 26 games this year. He's playing well, averaging six points his last 10 games. He's only 2400 bucks. That's a power upside bat down below. So don't mind that at all either. But other than that, that pretty much does it. I'll you know tweet stuff as I can, like I usually do when I can. But those are your bats on your 12-game slate. Recap the pitchers. Wood DeGrom up top. Bauer, Cole, Godley, Vargas, Norris in the middle. Then down below, you got Miranda, Volquez, Leak, Perdomo. That's what we're looking at on the mound. Quick run through of your stacking options. Houston versus Jaime Garcia is just great. Um, you have um, the Braves are intriguing versus Musgrove. I'll be totally honest if you want to be contrarian, but I still, you got to love Houston in that matchup. Uh, you got Coors in play. Colorado versus Feldman. Lefty's hitting 352. Love that. Uh, Reds versus Gray is intriguing. Second start back from the DL. 
Um, Texas versus Doug Fister, 5-5-5 total, second highest on the slate for now. Lefty's hitting 401 off Fister, righty's 267. I mentioned like Chu, Gallo, Mazzara. I still love Beltre. Napoli's on fire. Anders is swinging a great bat. There's a lot of options in that Texas lineup. Uh, Detroit's got a 5-4-6 total versus Block, one of the highest ones. Lefty's 241, but righty's 341, and they're dumbly, dumb, dumb priced. Miggy um, Cabrera, Kinsler, JD, Upton, Castellanos, if you want. McCann behind the dish. Lots of really good options there. Cheap, cheap prices. Uh, mentioned Cincinnati, Boston versus Kashner, 5-4-5 total. Lefty's 361, righty's 336. It has been slowly unraveling for Kashner, as we'd expect, so... Really good options there, uh, but Betts, Benintendi in the outfield, Bradley Jr. even. The whole lineup, Pedroia's on fire. Uh, remember the value of, like, Lynn, maybe Marrero, stuff to like there. Cleveland versus Perdomo, if you want to go that route, definitely can get behind it. Milwaukee versus Aquino. You got Minnesota versus Parker Bidwell, 5-4-1 total. Lefty's 441, righty's 363. Super small sample, but definitely been getting hit around in his matchups. So, Minnesota will be one of the lower-owned as many go to the other games. Minnesota could definitely be a sneaky play. Don't forget Kepler with your others. So, no, of course. Baltimore versus Garza, 508 total. Lefties, 346 in that one. Um, Pirates versus Lively. There's a lot of options. Remember the totals we talked about, all those 10-plus totals. Going to have a lot to pick on. Giants even have a 454 total, which is like middle of the pack. Lefties, 348. Righties, 345 versus Daniel Norris. So tons to attack tonight. Uh, Should be fun. Three-game early, 12-game late. Good luck with everything. Uh, Remember to follow me at BDN Trick. I'll help you as I can. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. you got DFS Golf Gods, uh, Greenbrier Classic Preview out and about. It's good, good stuff. Uh, With the holiday, our UFC 213 preview pod got pushed till Thursday night. We usually do it on Wednesday. So it will be out just a day or late than normal. So check that out. But uh, more importantly, good luck tonight. And, um, yeah, I will catch you guys tomorrow. This was your MLB DFS Quick Hits Wednesday, July 5th edition. I'm out.